Welcome back to First Horizon Park here in downtown Nashville. It's Jeff M. back with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi. And tonight the Sounds back at home starting a six-game series against the Iowa Cubs. And we're joined by Charlie Green, longtime catching coordinator for the Brewers, then field coordinator. And Charlie, I know you've got a little bit of an added role, assistant in player development for the Brewers. Part of that, I understand, is to, to make sure the minor league affiliates as much as possible are mirroring what the Brewers at the big league level are trying to accomplish. Ex explain some of the ways that that needs to happen at the minor league level. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a new uh, role for me, but uh, it's still on the field and I'm still, I'm, I'm dealing with all the managers, so we're lucky we got four veteran managers, uh, so they know what to do. Uh, I'm helping with bench coaches. We have bench coaches at lower levels and developmental coaches, so I'm sort of, I've been in charge of those guys, so it's just making sure our staffs are growing, so I'm just making sure everyone's communicating and everyone's on the same page. How much, too, does style of play want to mirror what the big league style of play is for the Brewers? Try to win games the same way they're trying to win up there. Pitching, defense, base running, like with the speed. I know we, uh, I know we have guys running the bases, and we always want to be aggressive and push the envelope. So I would say, like, age appropriate, but we try to – I would say mimic the big leagues for sure. Mm -hmm. Especially with a lot of the new rules. We know base running is up around the game, and it feels like the Brewers are well suited for defense and for stealing the extra base and things like that. We've drafted speed and signed speed, especially at the lower levels lately. So uh, I think uh, drafting and signing athletic guys has been a big thing, and our catchers have done well. I know the catchers have thrown the ball here well, the guys in double-A and on down. I think we're up there in the leagues, and yeah. but stolen bases are up. They want more action. Games are, are, are shorter, but there's more action in the games. And stolen base for a catcher, I love it. So it's fun to see a guy because for years there, you know, it, it became home run derby. I thought Brian Navarretto said it well when I was asking him about the fact that base running and base stealing is up around the game. He said, we want that challenge as a catcher. Your eyes are sort of lighting up exciting. about that too. No, exciting. You got three guys here that can throw it. We have guys in double-A can throw it. So it's always a good challenge. You're not going to get them every time. Yeah. And it's a three-part equation. It's the pitcher's got to hold the ball and give you time. The catcher's got to get rid of it. And then you have to have a middle infielder tagging yeah. them. I looked up the numbers because I wanted to talk catching with you. The sounds as a group of catchers are number one at triple-A in volume of caught stealing, and they're throwing guys out at a 32% rate. With the new increase of running, give fans an idea of of how good 32% as a caught stealing rate is. Yeah, I think average maybe 28 maybe. Or okay. I think it's maybe yeah. lower now. Yeah. In years past, it's 29. I haven't looked at it so far, but I know these guys are throwing. Well, you have three guys all played in the big leagues, and, and all three can turn the ball around real quick, and they can throw sub 1-9. So when you can do that, you start shortening that equation. So if the pitchers are under 1-4 and a 1-8 to second, you're looking you know, at a guy's got to be 3-1, which is – elite speed pickoff attempts are limited and then within that they're very rare now what are you telling catchers to be as ready as possible when the the, the, the cards are stacked against the pitcher and catcher yeah for sure you know I tell them be ready from pitch one usually guys will settle in but guys are running real early in counts because uh, most pitchers don't want to throw before the first pitch because then they're limited on pickoffs after that so it's just uh it's definitely a game of cat and mouse with the guys but uh we told our guys be ready and these three guys are always ready to throw late last year you joined me in this format and we knew that the challenge system was in place we saw it in charlotte late last year and then this year it's half the time the automatic ball strike the other time the challenge system i know which one you like of the two as a former catcher but for both of them, how are you seeing this play out so far this year from the catcher's standpoint? Well, you know, 
I think the guys are surprised at the zone and how good the umpires are. You know, like some of the guys are, are really good. And so, you know, you got to save your challenges for like the like first pitch of the game. You would never challenge it. It could be a, a miss. You're not going to do it. But uh, I like the challenge system because I think it still takes the umpire, the catcher. It makes everyone pay attention and still work. The automatic zone seems a little sterile for me and the games I, I've watched, so it, it just seems sterile to me. What's interesting to me is, like tonight, being a Tuesday, Tuesday through Thursday, it's going to be the automatic ball strike, where it truly does not matter where and how the catcher receives the ball. But you, as a developer of catchers, don't want your catchers to take three nights off from framing and receiving skills. No, you can't. And we told the guys, don't get into bad habits. It's just like catching in the bullpen. A lot of bad habits can start in the bullpen. Just like here, it's basically like a, a live, it, it's live, but you really, it doesn't matter how you catch it, but it does matter because uh, we're watching everything. And I want the guys to carry it over into the weekend. So I don't want them developing bad habits. What are some highlights you're seeing from around the system so far this year? Not just catchers, although I know Jefferson Cairo, a 20-year-old top 100 prospect, is doing well down at Biloxi. He's off to a great start. Uh, a little slow at start. He, he had a thumb injury, or he's banged up a little bit, but he had a great week. Uh, he's 20 years old, which she's, you know, I was, I was worrying about him. Junior college pitching in the state of Florida at that same age. So he's doing well. Uh, they're, we're young at, at all three levels below here. I, I think we're the youngest position player group in the league. So, you know, I, it's valuable experience for the guys. So the guys in Carolina are in first place. Uh, they're really young, a lot first time off the complex. So it's always yeah. fun to see those guys play real baseball in front of real fans and everything. So that's some good. The guys in Wisconsin are off to a slow start, so hopefully they can get it going. But uh, I think it's exciting. I know we've gone young. I know that's been an organizational trend. Mm -hmm. We're going young everywhere. Good stuff as always. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you down the road. All right, Jeff. Thanks. All right, Charlie Green of the Brewers. This has been Sounds on Deck presented by Pepsi. Stay tuned. The lineups and first pitch are coming up next.